Hello and welcome to the China Manufacturing Decoded show from Southeast. This is Renault Andrewan here. I'll be your host today, and this is episode one hundred and eighty-eight already. On this podcast, we haven't really covered the the, the topic of、uh, setting up a manufacturing facility, managing all the, the the let's say the administrative and accounting and, and legal sides when setting up and managing a, a manufacturing facility in China. So today. With me is Angel Ho, who is a director at Honda Business Services, a professional services firm located in Shenzhen, and we worked with、uh, Honda in the past to、uh, set up some、uh, subsidiaries. So I've been in contact with with Honda and her team for 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 quite a few years. Thanks a lot for coming on the show,、uh, Angel.、Uh, would Would you like to Introduce yourself and maybe tell us a bit about about Honda. Yeah, thank you. Give me this opportunity to let everyone know who we are.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、uh, we are Honda's business service. We can provide、uh, foreign enterprises or foreigner who want to investment in China. We、mm-hmm. uh, start our business since two thousand seven. So.、Um, And in this、um, long-term、uh, working experience, we provide、uh, from、uh, this project、uh, landing in China until、uh, company setup in China and accounting service, payroll service, and the company maintenance service in、uh, whole of China. And we since two thousand eighteen, we also assist China enterprises and Chinese investor abroad. Uh, we have、uh, office in Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Hainan, Shanghai, and Beijing. Yeah, great.、That's、All right. right. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. So, the first topic that is often discussed these days is is you know what is what is the general business environment after about three years of you know the country closing down and then now reopening. And there's a lot of talk about the economy not going great, and and you know foreign companies sort of trying to get out of China and so on and so forth. What's your take on this? What what do you see on on the ground? Because you have a number of、uh, clients who are、uh, foreign companies in China, right?、Mm-hmm. And right.、Um, and you also work, you know, when a lot of Foreign companies come to China. They work with companies like yours, right? So you、mm. you you see firsthand the what the situation is, and maybe you can contrast it with, let's say, maybe twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, right? What so what 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 have you seen on your side?、Mm, actually, since the、uh, mm, pandemic happening,、um, the people was changed their working style. Actually, the people can work at home, not even in the commercial building.、Mm-hmm. So、um, you can see the foreign investor that not really need to、uh, set up.、Uh, they not only need to physically in China, they can do in the China business. So we found that、uh, there's a lot of inquiry from overseas. They just need a China company, and they need a China company bank account. To settle the payment to local supplier, then they can start their business in their home country. 
they not need to physically in mm. China about about their stuff. They can they can hire one of them or just uh, outsourcing a lot of um, service in local, such as um, they can outsourcing their quality control to the QC company. They also outsource accounting uh, service to us. They also um, outsource if they want to hire one or two staff. They also outsource payroll service to us. So they don't need to really physically in China, but they still okay. need the China mm-hmm. business. It means um, because they still need to purchase from local China, they would love to sell in their home country. So they need this entity, but they're not really physically in China, right? Mm, right. Also, one thing I noticed is that a lot of foreigners were living in China and managing the operations. And then with COVID, they said, well, you know what, I'm going to stay outside of China because mm-hmm. I don't want to be sort of prisoner and I want to be free. I want to go mm. to this or that country. Mm. Whatever. And then they noticed, oh, well, actually, you know, the team there in China is, is, is going all right. So maybe I don't need to come back and, and be there all the time. Right. So what you're mm. saying is that some people make the same calculation even for, for setting up a company. They don't necessarily want to be and live in China, but they want, they, they, they want still for local support, uh, like uh, a legal, legit business, uh, but they, yes. um, they they find it more convenient, maybe cheaper actually, but more flexible definitely to to subcontract everything they can. Right? Is is that what you mean? Yeah, I thought uh, actually I was uh, uh, discussing with my client. Really, they they said that uh, they love their lifestyle in their home country. They feel comfortable, but mm. China still um biggest manufacturing uh they have the uh, manufacturing industrial in whole of the world so they still need to buy or purchase from china so mm. business is still in china but they are life in their home right. country <laughs> right right and these tend to be small and medium-sized businesses right i guess for for larger businesses uh the, the same traditional model is still the same right it it really depends on uh, what kind of uh, their business model. Uh, mm. Before that, we always found that um, a lot of uh, for, foreign investment, they try to OEM the products mm-hmm. from China. But right mm-hmm. now we found that uh, more and more investment is uh, target China markets. China is uh, mm. for 1.4 billion population right. in China. So... Uh, right. Even though mm. uh, they just sell part of uh, like south of China, they already can sell lots. So it right. really depends on they want to sell in China or they just purchase from China and exporting to overseas. But right now we found that um, more and more is about importing in China. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. Well, which makes sense, right? In the long term, mm. <laughs> yes. as the, the the middle class gets wider and wider, and it's a lot of people with. A lot of money, a lot of uh, disposable income, and they still want to buy uh, uh, some foreign products, right? So, of course, that mm. makes sense. So, I mean, the economy is, let's say, less vibrant than, especially 2015, 2016, 2017, I remember, like uh, around Shenzhen and Guangzhou, it was very, very dynamic. Uh, these days, it's a bit less, um, less, uh, less dynamic. Uh, and, and, a lot of foreign companies are not not as positive about uh, investing in China. 
uh, versus mm. uh, that that time, right? How has the the Chinese government responded mm. to this situation? I think we we talked just before the call, and you mentioned that they've been introducing some new policies. Uh, mm. Would you would you like to uh, to talk about this? Sure. Actually, since the pandemic finished, the government always uh, encouraging foreign investor uh, in China. They are doing a lot of mm-hmm. efforts in this parts, including they uh, try to promote uh, China. What's the China investment policy in mm-hmm. overseas? We already know the government uh, department or officer. They are. Uh, become a group uh, to to Hong Kong, to Singapore, to even though to Europe country to introduce how China investment environment, how China uh, supply chain, how China infrastructure. So to mm-hmm. show off the world how China looks like right now. Uh, but the activities is not only for this, since uh, there's uh, there's a two policy continually issuing about uh, encouraging foreign investment in China. Uh, one that's issuing on uh, August uh, is about uh, how China try to encourage foreign enterprises try to invest in China. There's uh, twenty four items how China <clears throat> government support them, okay. and after this issue. Continually, next two months, there's another policies about the manufacturing industrial. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, uh, the there's a two area still uh, restriction for foreign investment. One is uh, for uh, medical, uh, traditional medicine produced in China. Another is uh, for the public uh, printing about the book mm-hmm. printing. Uh, not not allow foreign investment, mm. but since uh, October, the policy issuing is uh, about the manufacturing industrial is totally opening to foreign investment. It mm. means even though these two area already public uh, opening to the foreign investor who want to interest in investment, these two area, so it's a mm. fully opening for. Uh, foreign okay. investment, so it's a so there's new quite strong, right. yeah, right. it's quite Open strong policy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So we can mm-hmm. see how the government um, efforts and also um, uh, different mm-hmm. province uh, uh, government department also try to contact with us to see if uh, we have a foreign client who want to investment to the manufacturing in local, they're willing to uh, give the tax refund policy or the government grants for uh, supporting mm. their lending. So a lot of policy right. could be discussed. Yeah. Right. Right, I see. From um, my side, and I'm in China, mm-hmm. I feel this all positive mm-hmm. signal from China government. Mm. All positive, I see. So they are... They, they... They are making efforts. They really want to get yes. back to yes, <laughs> yes, the, the good times when a lot of foreign companies were coming and investing in China. Yes, that, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, and I was uh, also wondering. So in places, so you have offices in, uh, let's say, all the 
tier one or, or nearly all the tier one um, cities in, in, in China, right? Mm. There used to be a lot of foreigners looking for a job, mm. right? Mm. It was not that difficult to hire a foreigner. Maybe not, <laughs> of course, people with, with 20 years of operational experience and so on have never been uh, particularly uh, cheap or easy to find, um, right? But um, but it was easy to find someone with maybe a few years of experience, someone uh, young, trying to uh, cut his teeth and, and learn and so on. And that was also a key factor in making it easy for foreign companies. They could hire a few foreigners who could follow up on yes. what was going on and so on. Is is it is it still easy these days? Because my general feeling is that it gets much harder uh, since COVID. No, actually, it's possible uh, to hire foreign um, employee in China. Mm-hmm. You just need, mm-hmm. um, but um, for the foreign employee, you need to uh, in China they have a A, B, C three category. Yeah. Usually, mm-hmm. A and B is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work visa. A and B is easier to get a work mm-hmm. permit and to get a uh, less than visa. For category C, right. it's a little bit hard because you don't have the working experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if this employee is very important to the company, we can write a report and then um, can be hiring this uh, staff in local China. And uh, compare with, uh, because we also assist Chinese investors to other countries. Uh, compared with uh, Thailand, I know there's a quarter. You need to hire four local staff, then you only mm-hmm. can hire one foreign staff. But in China, mm-hmm. totally without this quarter uh, limitation. Well, uh, there's there's no such quota. But if you have <laughs> if you hire ten <laughs> foreigners for for three local Chinese people, the the, the local. Uh, a public security bureau might start to ask uh, you know a lot of questions right or the or the or the labor labor office right <laughs> but <laughs> so they it, will it really yeah, yeah but uh-huh. it really based on what kind of business you doing why you need the ten foreign mm-hmm. stuff instead of yeah. you you only need to have a two local stuff actually mm-hmm. you know the large or the volume uh we assist the client to apply for foreign stuff the maximum is a forty foreigner for their company right yeah also depends on the capital of the company or kinds of things like that right and and just for the listeners who are not really sure what you were talking about about abc basically so what andrew was was saying is that of course if you need to work in china you need to have a work visa and then it's uh, there's a national system now it's been in place for what maybe five years remember when it came out and then you you um they ask you a number of questions like how many years of experience have you worked in some big companies do you have you know a master's degree phd what's your your educational level and 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 things like that what's your level in chinese and and all kinds of things like that and then you get a, a certain number of points okay and of course you need to back everything up uh, to to you need to give evidence then you get you get a certain number of points and then based on the points you're either in a category which is really the kind of profile that they want to attract so they make it easier or B or C, which uh, they're not very keen on. So maybe you don't get a very long work visa, right? But it's still possible. But you need to renew maybe even if every six months or something like that, I think it was. Uh, so um, that's, that's the system. But I understand the system, the, the way to hire foreigners and get them some a work visa 
hasn't changed since let's say 2019 right so that's what you are saying yeah uh, for this kind of uh, foreigner, uh, if they really want to stay in China, usually we would love to suggest them to set up their own company, be entrepreneur, and then hire themselves to get a work permit to stay in China. That's what mm. we provide a solution way in uh, in the pandemic period. At that time, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. before that, a lot of uh, foreigner just holding a mid, uh, business visa to stay in China. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm sure. I'm sure some people mm-hmm. would do that. Yes. Now, let's go into uh, another question I had. So let's say a foreign company from, um, you know, let's say maybe from Australia or from from Europe or from North America, mm-hmm. you know, w- wants to start actually their own manufacturing facility in China. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's their own product and they want to manufacture it there, or maybe whatever, but they want to set up their own manufacturing uh, company. Mm. So mm. How, how does it work in China? Like, what's the process? What are the, the, the main steps? How, how you know, because you, you, you've you worked with some companies, right, uh, helping them mm. set that up. Mm. Uh, so um, mm. can, can you describe a little bit how, how it works? Usually in investigation, it will be the first step, right? So, um, so, um, China is a huge, um, you really need to visit in China to see, um, where, what, what, what's the best location for your industrial. It's not only mm. for manufacturing, but also it's about the, um, you have the components or you, yeah. um, where you purchase. Yeah. Yes. Right. Could be okay. in, uh, could be in South of China, could be in North of China. So the investigation will be the first step, and then you can. Uh, uh, we would love to suggest you if a, a if a huge investment. We would love to suggest you to discuss with the local government to try to get a more government um, supporting. Um, could mm-hmm. be from the land, could be from the tax policy. Um, so it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it is a good way to always always know. Uh, each other is not only for your company, but also you need to understand how local system uh, working. For the mm-hmm. compliance way, it's quite simple, actually. So um, just uh, provide a um, head office business license, notarization uh, from your home country, and then uh, bring in China. So uh, rent the manufacturing place, uh, notary of you had the office license, sign some uh, uh, company articles. So we will prepare all the application form for you. Just uh, sign and stamp and uh, send to China. And the company set up will we, be finished within five working days. After mm-hmm. this license, we mm-hmm. will start for bank account opening. Usually this would be finished within uh, two weeks. In the meantime, we will... Uh, start to application for environment protects license. Just uh, write down what's you, how, how you, um, manufacturing process, how you're dealing with the, with the, uh, components or with the water. And we will see how you, uh, environment protects the process. Uh, mm-hmm. after this issuing, your manufacturing can be opening. So, uh, Environment protect license uh, will be take one month. 
Mm. So mm. totally mm. would be maximum would be three months. You manufacturer mm. could be fully so owned. that's mm. right. Let's say in a brownfield sort of setup where you come in, you pick an an existing building, so you don't need to worry about getting the land and doing all kind you know the construction mm. and so on. Mm. Big companies like to do that, but a lot of small and medium sized companies try to avoid that to try to find a mm. building already in an industrial mm. area, right? So they don't have to manage everything. So in that case, yeah, the company setup itself is not mm. um is doesn't necessarily take take a long time. Yeah. Um what mm. um but then of course there are some 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 other topics, right? Such as uh, planning for the layout and for the processes and hiring people and mm, starting mm. to get them to to do some of the work. So purchasing some uh, materials, components, getting some of the mm. the equipment to do the production, mm. uh, and and um, <laughs> starting to to maybe use an ERP and and manage the stock and and all these kind yeah. of things. There's a lot of complexity, right? <laughs> in, uh, yeah, in 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 so managing. Manufacturing operations, mm. um, many ways to to make a big mistake and and uh, lose a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. yes, yes. So, yeah, you you mentioned government support, and mm. from what I remember, if you, if you want to set up, let's say in Shenzhen or in mm. um, in Hangzhou, you know these mm. big cities that already have mm. a lot of manufacturing. Mm. you are probably not going to get the same level of support as if you are ready to go more inland in in mm. um in provinces like uh, Hunan or Jiangxi or mm. right mm. um because the the local governments they are let's say more more hungry for for getting in <laughs> um some manufacturing business uh, is that still the case that was the case years ago but i'm not really sure now uh, still the case, but uh, mm. a, um, it really depends on uh, uh, the right location. Again, um, because you set up a manufacturer, it's not only want to get the supporting from the government, but also you want to get the good profits, uh, want the whole process going on uh, smoothly. So uh, yes. it really depends on you where's your partner what's your supply chain um as you said shenzhen is uh, quite popular and um, because uh, of uh, this a uh, lot of uh, the the office rents and the staff salary are very high but nearby shenzhen there's the dongguan guangzhou fushan a lot of other city mm-hmm. they with the lowest uh, office rents manufacturer rents and the lowest uh, uh, staff salary and right now, Guangdong province, Hong Kong, and uh, Zhuhai, we call this a Great Bay. Involve, the Greater uh, Bay area. Right. Yes, yeah. a Great Bay area. Mm-hmm. So right. it's becoming a yeah. unit area. Mm. Yeah, looking at that area, and that's, that's, I mean, if you want to make electronic products, for example, uh, especially mm. consumer electronic product, that's probably the place where most of the the component suppliers will be so that that's that's a good um good area uh but if mm. you make um i don't know you want to do cut and sew textile mm. or something like that mm. where the labor mm. 
labor cost mm. um, will, will, um, will be a big part of the final product cost. Mm. Uh, well, maybe maybe you should be somewhere else, especially if it's woven garment. Maybe you should be you know, around sourcing, um, sort of more in the middle of China, right? So it, it really depends. Mm. Totally agree. It really depends mm. on where your supply chain is going to be, mm. and mm. Um, you know you, the economics of of, um, of the project. Uh, you also mm. mentioned, yeah, even within the area around Shenzhen, Guangzhou. Uh, there's different cities with different uh, cost profiles. Obviously, Shenzhen, yes, is ex- is more expensive. Let's say the the the, the rent is not that expensive, uh, but of course, uh, when you add everything up with the labor cost and, and all mm. these kind of things, you might get a much uh, much better deal. Let's say in Huizhou, for example, maybe a couple mm. of hours away to the to the east, right? Um, mm. But also what I noticed is that people often want to have, you know, maybe a lot of space and, uh, you know, room for, room for growth and, and, and so on. And sometimes you just can't get that easily in Shenzhen. Uh, or maybe it's in, a, um, in an area that you, you don't really like too much, right? But you go to a place like, some places in Huizhou or some places in, in, in Zhongshan or Foshan and you have new areas and it's still kind of you know green around and, and, and you can see that and you, you get again a much better deal on uh, on the rent and uh, and you can get support for, for some other things right so yeah that makes yeah. sense it makes sense yeah. to look around a bit <laughs> right so we started to touch on that, but what what kind of mistakes do companies make when they want to start a manufacturing activity in 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 China? From what mm. you've seen, and I I also add sort of some <laughs> mistakes that I saw, but um, are, are there a few a few kind of mistakes that are you know that that you've seen maybe a few times or that that are really um, um, always, um, how to say, appealing. You know, maybe the wrong decisions maybe yeah. always can tend to be appealing to uh, to decision makers for the wrong reasons. Mm. Actually, I uh, we are not involved operating manufacturing a mm-hmm. lot with the client. I believe you do. But mm. at the when they but we involve a lot when they are starting the manufacturing setup. So I believe uh, um what I uh, the common mistake is the first one is about the capital. Um, mm. you know a lot of Western people yes. um they always want to register a company with the lowest capital as they can. They mm. even though mm. ask me whether I can set up a, this manufacturing with the capital one US dollar, because in China is a foreign <laughs> currency control yeah. country. If you just register one US dollar, it means you only can invest one US dollar to your manufacturing. Mm. It is uh, impossible. So you need to make estimates what's your first year um, turnover, or, uh, the first year investments. Uh, or even though you need to um, estimate or make the uh, fund, funds plan for the at least uh, two or three years, because mm-hmm. even though you register capital could be uh, one million, two million US dollar, 
but it not request your investment immediately. You could uh, invest we, we, when we write on the memorandum of the articles, we will uh, write on this uh, man, uh, this capital could be investment to company account within three uh, within twenty years. You have mm -hmm. enough time yeah. to invest yeah. your funds, but at least uh, you will not feel very tight of your funds at the beginning. Um, it really depends on you um, what you spend as the first two years and then you get some turnover and then you mm -hmm. now need to invest from your head office to China. So right. that's the capital yeah. things as the first uh, uh, common mistake why um, yes. talk to and, the uh, class at the beginning. <laughs> right, mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, you don't have to free up the capital. You don't need to put it up there mm -hmm. right away, right? Yes. There's a portion yes. of it that you can put later. And yes. if you really do your your plan for, mm. uh, you know, let's say tax optimization while mm. being fully legal, um, mm. it's it's much better to have a high capital. You put money there, you, you, you do things with it, you don't pay tax on it, mm. right? Now, you mm. should use your capital, obviously, just for let's say, investment and startup operations and things mm. like that, you, you have to remain mm. legal, obviously. But mm. I'm, I'm sure people have paid tax because they, they had to generate sales to finance certain mm. things that actually should have been financed mm. with capital. So, mm. um, yeah, that, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Another is about the location. Usually mm. they uh, yeah. think about uh, where they were exporting the products where they should have the office there but it, it, it is wrong mm -hmm. actually you can set up your company in shenzhen but you act, can export in your product from shanghai ports so mm -hmm. in whole of china ports you can export it yeah. so mm -hmm. uh that's the yeah, location think, mm. yeah just as we discussed before it's it's very very important to be close to the supply chain very important. If you have some mm. key suppliers, especially suppliers mm. of custom components, try to be close mm. to them because then you can mm. you can visit them if you're developing a new product, if you are mm. whatever you you you're buying you know, batches of of components mm. from them. You want to be able to get them also to rework if necessary very mm. fast. And maybe they will send some people mm. to your place. Maybe you send mm. the shipment back to them. Right? It's much mm. easier to to communicate mm. and and do a lot of things. If you are close to them, obviously, yeah. And very often, yes. depending on the industry you're in, you will find these types of, uh, you know, the, like you can set up a whole supply chain in a certain area. Right. Very mm. often, that's what you would find. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Right. Right. Any yeah. other uh, things that come to your mind, or <laughs> I start with my list. <laughs> I think not too much mistake because uh, right now the it's very easier to get all the information from the website. Mm, yeah, yeah, right, right. There's a lot of um, free education out there. Um, mm. So a few, a few, uh, a few ideas I had in mind. Uh, kind of mistakes to avoid while well, hiring the staff. People you hire mm. at the beginning is very important mm. and. Maybe you hire a, a production manager, and then you hire maybe someone like for quality and someone to manage, you know, the, the warehouse and so on. And these mm. people will become naturally your 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 leadership team, and they will mm. shape the, the culture of the company. So be very very mm. careful. 
right? Uh, mm. Also, I've seen some companies where you have sort of different competing clans within the, the factory. So you have, I remember a, um, actually a German company, a German factory making some kinds of home appliances. Uh, I don't want to be precise yeah. here. And they had, I don't know, maybe 20 German people on site or 15 or 20 German people. And then, you know, mostly in management and middle management. And then they had also a bunch of, bunch of people from Hong Kong. Again, maybe, yeah. you know, one or two dozens. And then they had yeah. some um, local mainland Chinese people. And uh, some of them in management and some of them, you know, all the way, uh, I mean, obviously all the operators were from mainland China. But you had these three groups and they were kind of uh, shooting at each other, <laughs> you know, sort of three yeah. different mafias in the same in the same organization. That's really bad. You, you get to avoid mm. that. You really have to mm. avoid what might be easy Oh yeah, I have I don't know whatever these Hong Kong people, these Singapore people, whatever. And then, oh yeah, let's let him hire some some others, you know, from the same city, and they they sort of define themselves like us versus them, and this is really bad. This is really a, a big problem. Yeah, wrong area, even wrong building. Mm. Sometimes mm. in a, in an area that can flood and so on. So that's a big big issue. Um, mm. uh, laying laying out the processes. So don't start small and then sort of add the equipment as it comes in in an organic manner without thinking of the, the flow of materials and so on. This is this is um this is a problem. This will really be a problem for labor, productivity and and so on and so forth. Mm. The staff comes in now it depends at what you know what what quality level you can tolerate. But if you hire people with simply because they have a bit of experience in something a bit similar. And you just hire them and say, okay, guys, just go ahead and work. And No, no, no. You will leave a lot of money on, on the table probably, except if it's really a small operation. But you got to have, um, you know, uh, process engineers, manufacturing engineers, think again of the processes and the, the layout and so on and how people yeah. should um, should work. You, you, you can't have people sort of sit, you know, squatting on the floor and, putting things together i mean you got to think of ergonomics and and and, and um ease of operation and so on right uh, and also you need to you need to do some some training you need to see um you need to start simple maybe slower and then work out the kinks in the processes and so on right and that's the same idea actually as training is don't try to plan for a big bang kind of uh, production launch you need to go little by little. You need to start, you know, with just one line and getting things, you know, flowing slowly. And then over time, ramp up the volumes and then duplicate and grow and and um, and get the people to find the right balance, you know, in the teams and get yeah. them to, to find the issues and, um, <laughs> how to say, get used to working together, right? And and on the system in the new factory because there's always new things and you always need to um, people to adjust the system, right? So mm-hmm. that that that's yeah. um, sort of some some mistakes that I I have seen. Um, all right. Well, we we're kind of um, already out of time, so that's been great. Maybe there are some people listening who are thinking of starting to manage their own manufacturing facility in China. So uh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. 
this will uh, open their eyes on, okay, what is the process? Who can help me? Uh, what are the next steps? And what are the, the kind of things that I need to, to keep in mind, right? It's probably more uh, questions, <laughs> things to think of rather than uh, answers because there's so many different situations. As, as you mentioned, where are you going to manufacture in China? What are you going to uh, mostly sell in China? Maybe make in China for, for selling in China? You know, what, what industry, uh, what kind of products, what quality level, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what, uh, what cost structure you need to have and, and, and so on and so forth. So that was great. Thanks a lot, Angel. If people want to reach out to you, how do mm. they find you or your, or your company? What is the best way? Mm, they can send me email and uh, uh -huh. they also can uh, review our company website. They can find more other useful information from our website. Mm. So it's hongdaservice.com, right? Hongda, H-O-N-G-D-A and then service.com. Yeah, we'll... Um, right. We'll We'll leave a link to that in, in the show notes. So if people want to uh, to reach out, they will, they will find it easily. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks thanks again, Angel. And uh, thanks to, uh, to the listeners. And tune in next week as we'll be back, as usual, with a new show. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophie's Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share, because it will really help others discover us too.